Hey guys, it's just a fight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Swamp, get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. I gotta. I'm excited. Tonight's gonna be a good one. <laughs> We're back in our sports realm. <laughs> yes, we are. I love it. As you I can see, it. I'm wearing a Tampa Bay Rays shirt and a Savannah Bananas hat. You're wearing a Perfect Game hat, which is a big baseball, you know, tournament deal thing, yeah. and a Braves jersey. Go Braves! I wonder who tonight's guest star. Where it come, like who they come from, what background they come from, partner? The Spankies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to announce this. Tonight's guest is Miss Hannah Perez from the New York Yankees. She's a media relations. How are you doing, Hannah? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are good. We're fine and dandy. <laughs> Living the dream just another day. Yeah. That's a big brand for us, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, what do they call it? Yes Network or YES or however you say it? Hannah, do you know? the What is it? Yes Network. Yes yeah. Network. <laughs> so back in the day, actually, why I'm a Braves fan is, um, so in Florida, before the Rays and the Marlins and everything came up, um, <clears throat> my dad growing up uh, always watched, you know, baseball. And he the only two teams that you could get in Florida, like local channels, were the Braves and were the Yankees. And he's like... Man, I don't want them Yankees. They just win too much. So he started being a Braves fan. So that's where I came from. <laughs> that's fun. I mean, I'm excited about this one. Hannah, you know, we've known you. We met you in college um, at Warner. So this is a Warner Connect for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty big deal. You work for the New York Yankees, right? True. I do. That's a, that's a pretty big brand. It, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's cool to tell people that. But, you know, the spotlight's kind of on you because, you know, the Yankees kind of keep, you know, everything in check all the way down to their players' facial hair. Like, so, partner, you wouldn't pass if you were on a Yankees nope. roster. No. All that'd be gone. I so, want to take the contract. Yes. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. We ask every guest this question off the top of our episode. Hannah, with you working with the New York Yankees, what is your number one rule to live by? For the Yankees or in general? Just in general. I think that some, like I kind of thought about this, like the one thing I think to tell myself is like just to like do it, just take the opportunity. Um, and and I know that's so cliche and like so cheesy, but there, there's so many things that I have sacrificed to like do this internship. Like I was doing three jobs at once at one point, like, cause obviously I had a full-time job, like a boring remote full-time job. And I think that I really wanted to work in the sports industry and I knew I wasn't going to get there if I didn't take these part-time full-time internships, like, you know, with the bucks and then now with the Yankees. So I just literally like, if I don't do it, I'm never going to get to where I want to be. So I've just tried it and it's, I mean, it's working out. So I, as cliche as it is, yeah, I'll just do it and take the opportunity. I, I like that because that, you know, episode 10, if I'm mistake, not mistaken, Tori, our flight mm-hmm. attendant, who works for JetBlue Airlines, her, you know, her rule number one was just do it too. Because, you know, she talked about the same kind of risk, the same kind of, you know, um, I guess wanting to go out and explore with work. And mm-hmm. she took the flight attendant route. You took a really cool route too with the sports world. And I just, 
you know, let's before we get into all that, I want to get, you know, a little bit of background and more on you, Hannah. So you want to tell people where you're from, how you got to Warner and eventually how you got into this New York Yankee gig? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm born and raised in Tampa, so I've kind of just always like homegrown here and I, you know, I played softball my whole life. So that kind of got me into college softball. And, but I went to a Juco first. I played at um, South Florida state and Avon park, like not far from Warner. Um, and then when I went to Warner for softball and like coach Katie Clemente was there and, you know, I was, I've been there ever since. And like, I think what kind of drew me there is just cause I wanted to go to a four-year school and I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know anybody and kind of like completely start over, like, which is something I never do. So I was kind of like challenging myself and I was like, you know, an hour and a half away from home. So went to Warner and yeah, I mean, that's what kind of got me there and I met you guys. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, to comment on your uh, number one rule you live by too. Um, I could tell like you want that fresh start coming to Warner. Um, I feel like it's a lot of the guests that we've had on that have cool stories, have cool jobs. You know, that's kind of what we try to yes. highlight on the, uh, on the podcast and it seems like it's kind of a reoccurring thing yeah. where it's like, Oh, you know, just jump, go try it, go do it. And if you see the correlation, these people have cool jobs, they have cool stories. And so if you can just, Hey, just I'm going to go jump both feet in <laughs> and try something. Yeah. It might actually pan out for you. You might get a job with the Yankees, you know, you might get a big league contract like Jake Fox yeah. or, you know, something like that. Or you might start a podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you might, you know, be an influencer or something. You know, Hannah, that's a pretty cool, you know, gig. That you got there, you know, every day you're posting on your social media, you're on the field, you know, taking videos of Aaron Judge taking BP or you're out there in the stadium at spring training. Uh, today, you actually posted a video in the press box working. How, you know, what kind of, I guess, education did you route? Did you go in order to, you know, lay the foundation or the, the bridges, as our guest John O'Neill would say, yeah. to get to this gig? Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously shout out, uh, professor Craig, yeah. I mean, he put me through the ringer. He put me through the <laughs> ringer in communication, my communications degree. Like after, you know, my last year, I didn't take my extra year of softball. So like I was full blown, like just student and wasn't the greatest student, like was not the greatest student. Brian, like Brian and I went through it together. Like it, you know, so I went the communications route just cause you know, it's broad. And like, I liked, I knew like sports, like, broadcasting all that other yeah. stuff isn't and i i never really honestly still to this day i don't close myself down to like one specific thing i wanted to do like i just wanted to be in the communications like business marketing world and at first i wanted to do broadcasting and you know then journalism and i wanted to write and be a reporter and all this different stuff but then ultimately i saw like my friends like working for the bucks and being on the field and being their photographer and getting to travel to every single game and get on the plane and go to the games and like I was like, damn, like, I want to do that. Like, (laughs) how do I do that? Yeah. And yeah. So I think like what got me here is as soon as we graduated, I was applying like crazy, like to regular, regular ass, like jobs, like, you know, just, just to pay for my apartment and everything. Yeah. Pay the bills. And like, I applied to like every job I could possibly see that had to do with communications, like in state, out of state on online. And never heard back and I got a boring ass 
remote job at an advertising agency that paid salary. And that's what I've been doing for a year. Like, believe it or not, I've been doing that for almost a year. And randomly one day I heard back from the Bucks. They're like, hey, um, this is, you know, so-and-so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, do you want to do like the communications assistant role? Like I saw you applied for the, the other position, but, and it's full, but do you want to do this? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> I was like, sign me up. And yeah, I, I get, that's kind of all where it started, but I definitely wasn't expecting it. I was kind of like bummed out that like no one like replied. And I was like, kind of wasted like my degree and like stuff I wanted to do. I really stressed out after I graduated, like I'm going to fail. Like I'm like, I'm going to fail at life. Like I'm definitely just like, this is real life. Like it's boring. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just ultimately like what got me started was really that one phone call. Yeah, definitely. No, I feel like uh, I've seen several different um, successful people say, um, that whenever it comes to like applying for jobs or like gaining knowledge and getting into a field is one, like they say, like, if you get an in, like, don't even worry about the pay, like gain experience, gain knowledge. Um, like for instance, this yeah. one video, this guy basically said he was like, if right now Elon Musk asked me to come work for him and be his personal assistant, I would not pay, take a paycheck just because of the knowledge you get. Yeah. And so kind of like what you were saying um, in terms of, you know, you applied for one job, but another one opened up. Don't like sectionalize yourself to be like, oh, well, I didn't get that job. Well, that's, that's your end. Like you got to take your end to be able yeah. to get in that field that you want to do. Whether exactly. it's, you know, wiping toilets or whatever. Like, <laughs> just, being, like get it, get your in and you can Elon, work from there. Be Elon's like personal janitor. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm sign me up. I'll wipe the toilets. <laughs> and honestly, I would say off of that is like a lot of people see these jobs and they're like, I bet she's making so much money, like rolling in, like, you know, like, and like the stuff like this, it's like the Bucks offered me that job. And like I was there on game days. I can go wherever on game days, locker rooms, press conference, whatever. I was getting paid like $11 an hour. Yeah. And I worked and I and I worked 11, 11 hours every every single every single day. So it was like I didn't care because I knew I wanted to be there. One, I grew up a Bucks fan, and I also wanted to. That's what I wanted to do for my job. I did not give a shit. I like I was like I don't really care. Like just like you said, it wasn't even about the money. It's just because I wanted to do it. So I think you know, back to our professor Tim Craig at Warner. I, I I've met with him a couple times post graduation. Um, just to talk about, you know, kind of mm -hmm. what we're doing here, what the show and the direction of our guest and who we want to have on and blah, 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 all that. And some kind of, you know, what to do with my other, you know, my nine to five life, what job, you know, to take risk with and whatnot. And he actually, that was his, you know, pushing point, you know, go, go work somewhere. You might not get paid the best, but go, go work somewhere where you can, you know, Get your foot in the door. You know, I think we were talking about uh, radio jobs or something like that. Because, you know, I, I have a, been told by several people I have a good radio voice. Like, I can sound good and do things with the microphone. And um, and he told me, he was like, you know, Sprat, there's two jobs at WPCV and 97.5 in Lakeland. You know, just like that. And uh, he was like, you know... You might pay $9 an hour, $10 an hour, but you're going to be there for five hours a day and you're going to get to hang out with the head director of the studio. Why not try it? It's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. And, exactly. 
I've looked into it. I think it'd be a really cool gig. I haven't committed myself or, you know, put in for the application yet, but I think that'd be a nice little part-time to get into that world. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <clears throat> it kind of goes back to that whole thing where people, it's like, um, you don't work a day in your life if you love what you do. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it's work, work will always be work, but if you love it, then, you know, it makes it a little bit more enjoyable. I feel <laughs> <laughs> or, or more stressful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or more stressful. I don't know. Yeah. So <clears throat> a little bit, you know, we talked about you, you know, you coming in and getting that intern job with the uh the bucks now do you specifically work for the yankees or do you work for a uh the the pup pup sneaking in there <laughs> um yeah but, you guys are gonna see her a little bit <laughs> um or do you specifically work for the yankees or do you work uh for a company that does kind of like their social media type deal um yeah specifically for the yankees so like my my payroll will, like says new york yankees like oh, right okay. in the, right in the little right in the little checking account Oh, yeah, okay. so that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought I thought you I misunderstood you when we were talking about your position earlier. I thought you said you were working for an agency for the Yankees. But no, I guess that makes sense with the ad agency. Maybe that was what we were talking about. Um Yeah, yeah. I was hired by the um the up in New York, side New York. <laughs> She's fighting <laughs> the dog. Head of the media. Yeah, she hears you guys. She's pretty like just aggravated. I'm talking to other people. But, um, yeah, like the head guy at the media relations department that's in charge of like, you know, Aaron Boone's right hand man, like that helps him in press conference and stuff, called me up and was like, yo, and said New York Yankees on my phone. And I was like, what the hell? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. I, I, I was like, I was sitting at my laptop doing my remote job and I was like, what the f like <laughs> New York Yankees. And I, I answered the phone and like, yeah, it was from New York Yankees offering me to, if I wanted to work spring training. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. And, now, yeah. did they specifically offer you the time period with just for spring training? So I applied for, for again, like when I was on that, on teamwork, yeah. applying for all these jobs, like I was just applying, like, obviously there was like specific areas and specific teams I would really want to work for. But um, when it came down to like remembering what jobs I applied for, not going to remember. So yeah, they, they called me and they, they kind of said like, Hey, you know, you applied for this, but, um, we have spring training coming up. Like, would you, and we see you're in Tampa. Like, would you be interested in applying for this? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, well, I'll send you an application and, um, yeah, and send it over your email and we'll get you started. And I was like, cool. That's so, crazy. Yeah, they, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's just like specifically for spring training now, but I mean, who knows? Who it, knows what my what it, life will take me. It's crazy how you've gotten two, you know, two job offers and two jobs now that you've worked off of, you know, uh, you didn't get this spot, but hey, this spot's open. Yeah. How yeah. often, how often does that happen for people that are starting out in this realm that do pretty big things? You know, like happens all the time. That's 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 really cool, and I think it's encouraging for guests to hear that because you know there might be a lot of people out there that listen to this that you know are not wanting to take that jump or risk. You know, it might be a pay cut, and but they might be ten times happier working. Yeah, but they don't want to do it. You know, it's yeah. just I think taking a blind faith like that, and you know, sometimes faith. If you don't get the job that you want. And this one might get handed to you. It might get you in, like we talked about earlier. Oh, definitely. And I feel like a big thing is with people, they feel comfortable. And so it's like, okay, 
right now I have a job. I get paid this. I get paid that, whatever. And that paycheck is going to come in every single Friday. And I may not like my job, but I know all my coworkers. Yep. And it's kind of scary to go out and apply other jobs or whatever and be like, okay, so I got to go into a new company. I've got to have a new boss. I got to do yeah. this and that. And I feel like that's a big time of what like gets people and especially like middle-aged people that have had the same job for 20 30 years or whatever and i feel like you know you hear the you know the stereotype about like oh the middle-aged guy that's depressed or whatever goes to his nine to five and just gets up and goes every day and i feel like there's so many of these people that had just gets kind of stuck in that gloom of just doing you know what is comfortable and never reaching out to go do some of these things. And it's like, man, there's a whole nother world out there. Like if you're not happy, like go try to be happy. Yeah. Like I don't understand it. <laughs> like just take a step, like try something new. You know what I mean? I, exactly. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I feel like it gets to a point to where I just remember I was like in this job, this remote job, like, you know, I'd wake up every day and I'm like, don't want to do it. Like I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Like, yeah, it's what my, our degree was for, but it's mm -hmm. like, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't the fact that I had to wake up and do work. It was like, I honestly didn't look forward to like learning the stuff they were training me for. Didn't look forward to doing these things they were getting me to do. I had no motivation. Like on my breaks, I would like sit on my phone or like do something else. And it's like, I didn't want to live like that forever. And mm -hmm. like, I was like, I just, if I don't go what for I want now, I'm just, I honestly was like, I'm never going to make it. And there was a point in my time where I really was like, yeah, I'm miserable. Like, and I don't, and I think that a lot of people get comfortable. They're miserable, but they're comfortable, but like, they don't want to take that risk. And you know, they could get more miserable and not get the job that they're going for. So it's like, that's why I said, just kind of go for it because it's like, want to be miserable the rest of your life or you, you know, like the old saying, risk it for the biscuit. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that, that little remark right there. Cause it reminded me, you know, a lot of people, you know, get a well-paying job when they're young. And I'm talking about what I'm saying, when I say I'm young, like mid twenties to almost 30. And when they get this well-paying job, you know, they start getting their, you know, what they think to be their forever home or what they think to be their forever hobby, like a boat or an ATV, or, uh, I don't know, something, some vacation rental, I don't know. And when they do these things, they start getting comfortable and they start getting used to having the money that comes from this job. But if that job isn't what it turns out to be, but you get comfortable off of that money, and but you hate going to work, there's a lot of people that can't make that sacrifice and that step back to get their happiness back, to go to another different route, because, you know, they have all these things that they have acquired with the money they're used to making with that job that they might not want to go to every day. You get what I'm saying? Get what you following? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that comes with just being financially stable. I mean, people get, regardless, you whatever your salary is or whatever your hourly rate is or, you know, yeah. however much you get paid, you, I mean, you create a budget. And so, like, obviously you know, you don't want to necessarily take a pay cut because, you know, you've modeled your life around in 15 years, been like, okay, well, I have these bills, I have to pay my bills. And so, I mean, if you're, you're locked into things for 10, 15 years, I mean, it's not like you can take a pay cut to go do that. I mean, you but can. That's, 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 no, but exactly. See what you just said, that that's the feeling I'm talking about. You can't just take a pay cut. But if you want to go truly be happy, you're going to have to, or you might have to, is what I'm saying. 
You said it yourself. I agree and disagree. (laughs) I mean, well, because if you can't afford to live, you can't afford to live. Yeah. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying? Like time get that. I don't know. It's, it's a hard question to answer. And that's why I brought it up. And Hannah, you know, you mentioned it, you kind of lived by the risk it for the biscuit. And now you're, like I said, a media relations assistant for the Yankees. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that in them to risk it for the biscuit type thing. And, it's cool to see an inspiration like you as a guest on our show to bring that brand on to show that, you know, it is okay to risk it for the best because, you know, it might pay off. You might work for the Yankees. As Billy Napier says, the head coach of the University of Florida, scared money don't make money, baby. <laughs> I tell Brian that all the time. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true, yeah. So, Hannah, I want to know some of these perks of this job. You know, you're you're in spring training for the Yankees right now. Like, what what's the gig like? Uh, very early mornings. Obviously, there's not, <laughs> I'm not no, I'm not kidding. Like they you're in this job like they're they're working you. Like we're the first ones in the office. It's me and another guy, Matt, that like really do my like do the position. And we get there at five o'clock every morning, you know, walk in the stadium, we do all the, you know, work that they need us to do. And we're there until, you know, it's like sometimes 6 p.m. Like work like 14, 15 hour days every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, <laughs> I guess like, <laughs> the perks are like, you know, you get 50% off in the team store. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Pretty cool. Was the hat from the team food. store? This one I actually bought in New York. There you oh, go. Oh, Okay. I do have like it's something like you know you guys like wear like the nice little like warm up like pullovers with the mm-hmm. seam where you can, cut, you can cut off the long sleeve and make the short. I got yeah. one of those. Very nice, go. nice. It has, it's pretty, pretty nice. So I like that, and obviously like the perks, like I can literally just like walk downstairs out of my office and like walk through the clubhouse tunnels and just you know stand on the field like just hang out. It, yeah, That's and like so I enjoy sick. it. I and, I and I enjoy it. So when I'm standing there, I'm like okay, I'm working. Like I have to be here because kind of how they operate us is all right, Hannah, like, you know, there's three fields at, um, George M. Steinbrenner, like there's the stadium and then there's, there are two practice fields. Yeah. So they, they work just like, like a, you know, a baseball team would, they have BPs, they have drills, they have stretching, you know, infield, outfield defense. Like they do all the little tedious shit too. And, you know, the team's going to field two. They're like, Hey, we need someone from like the, the team to like go to te- field two. And basically we're just sitting there watching. I'm like, wait, making sure the TV network people and the photographers and stuff are like giving the players and the coaches their space and really don't do much. A lot of them have been doing their job for 20 years. So you don't need to baby them. So you're really just standing there, but that's really the perk is just walking out and just like being able to walk out and enjoy what you're seeing. And like, imagine dude. Saying hi to the saying hi to the guys and like they know you work for the Yankees, so everyone's gonna say hi to you. They hate the media. Most of them do. But they also love it. So when you work for the Yankees, they know like, oh, this person's supposed to be back here or else they wouldn't be back here. So they're comfortable wave with it. They have, they're comfortable with it. Yeah, they'll they'll wave at you, they say hi to you. Like Harrison Bader, if you guys know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Harrison no Bader played yeah, I was about to say he played yeah, for Florida. Exactly. Played for the the, you know, got to, Switched the Yankees last year. Yeah, he played um, for the Cardinals before, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal player. Like, did awesome for them in the playoffs. Dude messes with me about my pants every day. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and not, not, not like looking weird. It's just the fact it's like, 
we have to wear pants. The Yankees, like you said earlier, you know, they like to clean shave and they have rules, but the employees have rules too. Like oh, I'm sure. they like, you look, they like you look sharp. Like you don't have to dress in suits and stuff. Like I wear my Yankees pullover and like khaki pants. And like you wear some sneakers, you can walk around the field in, you know, but we have to wear pants. So it's like 95 degrees outside and Harrison Bader is like, I know you're hot. You've got to be hot in those pants. And I'm like, yeah, we got to wear them. He's like, that sucks. <laughs> we'll grow a beard, Harrison. Why don't you? And now every time I see him, I'm, he's like, those pants, like you've got to be hot in those pants. And I'm like, so it's like, it's stuff like that. It's cool. It's like, do I say hi to him or like, yeah, it's my dog now. Yeah. Yeah. And that is cool. Yeah. You get to build a relationship, you know, with people that you see on TV every day. You know, not a lot of people get to do that in their nine to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly yeah so, yeah so that's definitely like the perk is just like i think just like doing things i never thought i'd be able to do like i definitely don't take it for granted because i think it's so cool yeah um walking into that like stadium every day, i couldn't imagine yeah yeah imagine. and so i yeah I, i'm kind of just living it i'm exhausted but i'm like i'm love what i'm doing so it's like the hours aren't really bothering me like i don't mind getting up tomorrow morning at like to be there at five yeah, I wouldn't either. Hell. Yeah. Hell. Go out to the ballpark. Yeah. I wouldn't care even if I lived over here in Lake Wells. I got a job at the Yankees. You need me there at five every morning? Yes, sir. Heck I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm hopping in the truck at four. <laughs> so so if I'm going to Steinbrenner and I'm going to Yankee Spring training game, what are some of the things that I can like look forward to? Or like for instance, like if I'm going up to concession stand what like what do I get or like what are some cool things like go to a spring training game oh get these tickets sit here eat this do what mm. um well just because I had it today I went down to the concourse like to get lunch because I had time and they have a new Korean barbecue um cheesesteak that sounds really good really really good so definitely I would get one of those I'd probably get a beer if I wasn't working. You got <laughs> you gotta sit like, and I'm not even like saying outfield. I wouldn't even pick home plate. Honestly, I would pick a seat like next to right field in the lower seats, like right next to the dugout. That is that's so funny that you say that because I've been to a spring training game at Steinbrenner. I went and saw McCutcheon play. Mm-hmm. It was his last year with the Pirates before he got traded off, and it was his last game we were. Before he was flying out and he asked us to come over and watch and we went and watched we sat right there where you're talking about it was phenomenal mm-hmm. it, the, all the people that were there or were like you know were people kind of like us that you know couldn't afford to get the really cool dugout seats but didn't want to you know sit in the outfield underneath the hot sun all day it was it was it was a weird little area. It was fun, though. Yeah, I always like sitting on the first base or third base line, you know, like either right yeah, behind I mean, the dugout or, you know, right on line because you can see everything mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Like behind home plate, you think everything's a home run. Like the ball goes up and you think it's, oh, it's gone. gone. And it's like, no, nah, it's just a pop out to the first base. <laughs> like, <laughs> but whenever you're sitting on like, and especially because, you know, You've obviously been to a major league ballpark. Mm-hmm. When a ball, when the ball hits the bat, like a wood bat in a stadium, it, it's the amazing. crack of it sounds unreal. Like a gun. Yeah. Like a gun. Especially at the major league level because these guys can hit the ball 450 feet. And so, 110 off the bat. Yeah. And so, you know, you get Aaron Judge up there and he hits a fly ball to center field. It sounds like it's going out every time. Yeah. Like it's unreal. And so it's Absolutely. just like super cool experience for anybody that has never been to a Major League Baseball game. 
go there and just listen the way the ball hits the bat, it's completely different. I think it's funny, you know, you go back and baseball is America's pastime, right? And there used to be stories about, you know, short stories written about the atmosphere of baseball games. Like back in the 30s and 20s when the guys like Babe Ruth were playing, the legends. And, you know, there's stories that were people telling them to close their eyes and just listen and listen to the surroundings of the baseball stadium, conversations and the bats and like the, the gloves, the ball hitting the gloves. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost addicting when you go oh, to yeah. a major league baseball game. I don't know. I, it's, it's a feeling to, I can't describe, you know, a lot of people out there are like, I just can't watch baseball, man. I can't. I'm like, it's not, it's not about, you don't go to a major league baseball game to watch the game. Nobody, I'm sorry. Nobody ever watches every yeah. pitch. Oh, exactly. No. You don't go to watch the game. You go for the atmosphere. You got cold beer. A ballpark, yeah. Frank. Yes. Like, <laughs> you go... Exp- well, in Florida, you know, most people are against this. I love it. I I love the trop. I'm all in on the trop. I love to go to the trop in the middle of July and know that I get to sit there and watch baseball in 75-degree weather with the AC blowing on me. Like, I just... Yeah. I don't know why. I, I love it so much. And it's so nice to... Be in there and listen because the the sound of the bat the sounds is ten, ten times, times there, yeah. yeah in there, and I just don't know. I, I I romanticize about baseball. I mean, hell, I played it my whole life. You did too, and that's kind of my you know motto for a bit, going to a game. You don't go to watch the game; you go for the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't, like the, that's. I it. agree. I mean. It, I hate also what they're kind of doing nowadays. I mean, and you might have a little bit of insight on it, Hannah, um, with like the whole pitch clock and speeding things up and this and that. Man, just let the guys play ball. Like, why is there, like, why is there yeah. got to be shifts? And, like, actually, I do kind of like that rule, how they're taking a shift out. But, like, why, yeah. why are all these regulations and time clocks and this and that? Just, like, man, just play. Like, just if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't know. I'm kind of against it. Yeah. I'm against it. There's very mixed opinions about it. And it's something also, you know, you get to see what these players don't really do during the season is they, they practice like a lot yeah. of, them, you know, they engage and stuff, but they're literally going through drills and they have the clock out there with them. They carry around this little mobile like stand and they, they put it out there when pitchers are doing like, you know, they're throwing to first, like pickoffs to first and just stuff like that. Yeah. You um, have to work on it. Yeah, you have to. And like, there's very mixed opinions on it. Um, I, Anthony, I'm all for it. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Rizzo doesn't mind it, honestly. Like, they, like, he's one of the guys that mentioned he doesn't mind it. Um, Aaron Judge doesn't mind it, doesn't care. Um, well, but there's other players that are a little frustrated. Like, we did like a scrim hitting thing the other day, and Rizzo was kind of asking the, we hired an umpire for the practice, and he was like, he's like, can I not like, like he swings his bat down to kind of pace himself to get ready back in his stance again. He's like, can I not? And he's like, no, like, you know, so he's like, if it messes up his rhythm and it messes up pitchers. Cause you know, if you're, if the pitchers, I believe so if the pitchers ready and the batter is still looking at the ground and swinging their bat and stuff like that's an automatic, that's a violation to strike on the batter. I, like, that's if, the if, part if the pitcher, I hate. That's, yeah. ready, I'm, I'm, I'm against yeah, the pitcher's that. Ready, the batter's not. I'm against that. A hundred percent because batter baseball is about routine, but I am all for speeding the game up. Like if you want to have a pitch clock and you want to have guys to be ready by this time, like the best thing to solve that problem, in my opinion, I mean, I don't get paid the big bucks is all right, batter, you get a 25 second, uh, 
in between pitch, like timer, and the pitcher, you get 20. When his 25 hits to 20, you're back on the rubber, and we start this process again. You know, gives that yeah. batter an extra little time. I feel to like it has to be stuff like that. I just feel like it should just be a 25 second clock period, like yeah. between pitches. Batter yeah. and pitcher both know. Yeah. And so, like, so if the batter, you know, takes five seconds or whatever, and, you know, there's still time on the clock and the pitcher's ready, well, the pitcher can't throw it until the batter's ready. It's so nuts to think. That there's clock rules in Major League Baseball. I can't. It reminds like, me. It reminds me of whenever we were like little little kids. kids. And so, and the umpire is smoking five packs of cigarettes behind the, <laughs> the behind the field before the game, and they're like, "All right, get in the box, get in the box." Get like, box. no, this is my box. I get in the box when I want. If my hands up, I have time, and the pitcher can't throw. And it's like, oh well, I'm going to call a strike. Well, that's completely against the rule book back then. And it's like it just reminds me of the like just crappy umpires I had as a kid and then they're implementing it into Major League Baseball and I just I, I am completely did you that. see did y'all Hannah you can answer this too did y'all see that game the other day that ended on a, a batter it was the Braves we yeah, lost because a batter of it pitch clock violation yeah. Yeah. we lost he because wasn't, of it. He, wasn't, he wasn't ready he wasn't ready when the pitcher was ready 3-2 two, two outs bases loaded granted yeah it's a spring training game but it's a baseball game Bottom At the, of the major league level, three, two, two outs. I don't care if there's a minute and a half between pitches. You can't end a game like that so at they, all. The question is, so are they going to do it in the World Series? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. They, they, one of the big things going around right now is they told these umpires to be strict on these rules. Like, that is what the commissioner told these umpires, like you, you need to implement it. As stupid as it is, is the smallest thing you need to implement every single violation because they don't want it, these guys to be like, oh, he's not going to call this. They don't want anyone to work around it. Like, and I'm pretty sure, like with the shifts too, people kind of talk about it. Like, they're you're not going to be able to, you know, oh, we'll we'll just go around it and put these guys over here, and it's technically not a shift. And like, there's, I'm pretty sure that they're talking about like you're not going to be able to. There's no ways around it. Like. They ultimately want the games to go faster. And I think right now my boss was talking about it. Every game is averaging around two hours and 15 minutes total. And that's true. I think our game the other day was two hours and 11 minutes. That is ungodly quick for an MLB baseball game. Like, and I don't, and I I can speak probably on behalf of anybody else out there that's a fan of going to a baseball game. If I'm paying, if I still have to pay the ungodly price of $95 to get a decent ticket, like per seat at an MLB game, I'll be damned if it's only going to last two hours and 15 minutes because of time restrictions. Like, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to my, I don't get the most bang for my buck there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're going to have time restrictions, you should lower the price of tickets. Like, I don't know. Because for me personally, like when I go to an event, I really don't care how much the ticket is. Like, really? yeah, no. I mean, if it's like, if I'm going to an event and it's like, you know, 300 and something dollars, okay, that's one thing. But if it's like for a concert, like, it, it just doesn't matter. Like, oh, I have a group of friends that want to go to a ticket, like, go to a game. Okay. Money aside, like, I'll pay $200 for a ticket. Like, I don't care. It's about the experience of going, to me, personally. Okay. I mean, I know it It will be different. I don't know how Hannah feels about it, but, like, I'll pay whatever to go to a game. Like, I like, I like going to the Braves games. I, like, I'll pay whatever. I Like, I don't care. It's about me, like, oh, 
yeah. I get this experience. I really don't care what it costs. I'll just go pay it. Yeah, I think it honestly, like, if I, like, you know, if I went up and let's say I was in New York and the Yankees were, you know, playing the Astros, I'm like, oh, I'm going. Like, yeah. tickets are 150 bucks for top level. Okay, I'm going. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really, yeah, I think it's That's really how just I like. Am. Yeah, it's really just like an experience thing. And I know like, you know, Yankees spring training tickets, I think for our home opener, they're like 60 bucks for like the basic, basic tickets. And that's, you know, that's kind of nuts for spring training, but it's like, but it's like, and you know, I mean, maybe I wouldn't do it just because like, you know, I've lived here. It's not really my thing to do, but like, if I was like out of state and there was a big baseball game, like I'm going to pay, like, I I don't know. I'm not even looking, you know, to be honest. I I don't know if y'all two knew about the game time app. Like the, that thing is amazing. I know you see TikToks about it all the time. They have great yeah, advertising. I've heard about it. Oh my God. Dude, I, I bought two 50 yard line tickets on the 50, like third row up at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium a day before a home game. You know how tickets get before a home game. Hard to grab. Yeah. On the game time app for $35 a piece. That's pretty good wow. deal. I was about to say that is a pretty good deal. They they have lightning tickets on sale now, like for top level lightning tickets, like sixteen bucks. Like it's That's that nice. app is amazing. I don't know how they do it or what deals or what they do, but that app will, has made me go to so many more events than I thought I would. Yeah, <laughs> I mean because like I feel like a lot of times with me, when it comes to like going, whether it's a concert or a sporting event, it's nine times out of ten. Last minute. Yeah. And so same. it's like, <clears throat> oh, hey, you know, I'm in Tampa for the weekend. Oh, well, the Rays are playing. Let's go to Tropicana. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, deal. Or, you know, uh, hey, did you know Machine Gun Kelly's playing at Amphitheater de- like this weekend? Oh, well, let's see if we can get tickets to lawn. And it's like always something like that. So I'm not a big planner. And if I could, like, especially with game time, if I, people are going to think we're, like, sponsored now. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I can get tickets for game time pretty cheap, like, that that would work out really good for me. Uh, yeah. So we, we've kind of Yeah, we went down a rabbit hole, yeah. but it was a good one. It was good topics there. I don't mind it at <laughs> all. So, Hannah, you know, you've uh, you worked for the Bucks, um, and now you're working for the Yankees. Um, you did some things with the Lightning, too, as well, didn't you? Not really, not like anything like this, no. Okay. okay. Um, but if you could pick any sport that, like, sports company, not you don't necessarily have to say any team names, but if you could pick a sports industry to work in, um, would it be baseball or would it be something else? Mm, honestly, um, ultimately, if I had like my dream choice, I think I'd pick football, um, only because of the networks and stuff that are like are around it and the opportunities that I've seen, like that people get through it, like job wise, um, you know, you know, Amazon like sponsors all these people to come out to like football games. You get to see so many people like Sean Johnson. I don't even know if you guys know who that is. Like Olympic gold medalist is like yeah. four foot. Of- her husband and her husband, her and her husband, Andrew East came to a Bucks game and I was working one day. Sorry. And she she, like that she was there for sponsorship, like Aaron judge and and Nestor Cortez, like came to a game, you know, cause Mike Evans invited them and they were in like some sponsored suite, like just stuff like that. Like football is just crazy. And like, I think honestly I would pick football, like just, just because of that. But I definitely would stay in sports. I don't think I would ever shy away from sports now that I've like 
seen it and seen the jobs that people can get and the money that people can make, you know? Yeah. So you so. wouldn't even consider like the mu- music industry? Um, I feel like that not. would be cool. It would be so cool. I've always like thought about like if I worked for like like managing a an artist's social media or like something like that, mm-hmm. how crazy it would be to like, you know, know their business and like be in on it and just yeah, like have you know, all the tea. <laughs> And have all the tea and like kind of know what like their struggles in life and like you know, I don't know like just stuff like that. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> and but like kind of stuff like that. Um, I think would be so interesting. I just like think the music industry personally for artists like is so up and down. So I like wouldn't want my job to be up and down. I don't yeah, know if it would. I get like, that. I've kind of I've kind of thought about it, but um. Yeah, I definitely had interest in that. I think that would be really cool. Um, social media is something that like, always sticks out to me and like has always been a big thing. If I definitely were to pick something else, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, you know, with all that being said, um, you know, where where's the future for you? Um, are you are you gonna be moving up to New York or are you staying in Tampa or you know, where do you see yourself in ten years? Yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned this to Brian. I I've only announced it like on like personal, like platform kind of things but um yeah i'm gonna be moving to brooklyn new york um in end of april like beginning of may um because i got a full-time job with the brooklyn Nets. so oh, okay that's yeah like, so you're getting in the basketball it, world now i am but it's permanent like no internship no like assistant thing like no season awesome. thing like it's, it'll be permanent so big life change so that was uh i flew up there a couple of weeks ago and got that opportunity and like got offered so Doing that and taking a big leap, leaving my hometown. Um, but I guess in 10 years, like, I don't know if it's still with them, but um, I've always told myself I would want to come back and work for the Bucks and work in Tampa and have like a full time, like front office job like my bosses mm-hmm. did. Get the, like my bosses went to Germany with, with the Bucks, like, and they're just communications coordinators and directors. Like, I want to do that. And I think that I started there, I go on a huge journey and then come back as like, full-time full-time like staff member instead of like you know working on the home games working on the weekends as an assistant i think it would be cool so it's definitely where i see myself in 10 years is just coming back and like working with my bosses instead of for them yeah you can hire me when you get back <laughs> yeah guys, don't for, don't forget wanna, me brian yeah. <laughs> you guys want to come to a spring training game let me know which game you want to come to i got you guys oh, exactly man. I'm open Saturday. Yeah, I think I am too, actually. <laughs> I'm <open> Saturday. <laughs> they have a home game. Don't tempt me with I, a good time. I got you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, gotta start cashing on these opportunities, man. Yeah, we we've got plane to tickets from to Tory. We you know we had an open invite to go up to Nashville to see McCoy to co- go out uh, downtown, downtown uh, Nashville. Nashville. Uh, we guys, have, just do it. <laughs> just do it. We need to go. We haven't we haven't cashed in these opportunities yet. We gotta start doing that. I know it. Maybe even Scott will take us a ride on, on his plane. airplane. Yes, <laughs> yes. If I'm gonna like have to fly out to go to a Nets game one day to hang out with Hanny here, maybe I'll, Scott can fly. But yeah, so. maybe Scott can fly us, or at least take me up in a little bird Look, to get my. Y'all, ever, if y'all are ever feeling rebellious, you want to fly up to New York for the weekend. Y'all can crash in my apartment in Brooklyn. We can go out, ride the subways. I would really appreciate that. And I was saying maybe Scott can like take us up in a bird and get my 
you know, first flight out of the way before I get in a big plane to go to like New York or yeah, like I Texas forget, or something. I forget you've never, pl- never flown. flown. I'm never trying to flown. jump you've out of one. Flown. Never been in a plane. I've never even oh. been past the welcome doors in an airport, man. Really? Like never. I'm trying to you jump out of a wings, plane at Brian. this point. Like I want to go skydiving bad. Somebody take oh, yeah. me on a flight. If any of our listeners want to take me somewhere, please take me on a flight. <laughs> Call up Tori. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I think this is a perfect opportunity to kind of get into uh, our snap uh, snap question segment. Yes. Um, so, Hannah, basically what we do, uh, we've I feel like we've had a lot of background on you and been able to get to know you more as a person, but this is kind of an uh, individualized segment where we kind of ask you would-you-rather questions or, you know, pull up ridiculous scenarios Have and kind of just see how you feel with it. Fun conversation. Um, and so... <clears throat> Hannah, if you could have three people out to dinner that are alive, who would they be? And, you know, where would you go? What would you eat? You know, kind of lay out the whole scenario. Oh, okay. I really got to think. I was trying to think about it, and I was like, ah, trying to think of better answers. Um, Honestly, guys, my dog's name is Drew. I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. So, like, off the top, <laughs> I got to get dinner with Justin Bieber. That's typical, like, girl answer. But, like, <laughs> gotta have definitely, definitely my first one. Second one is Sandra Bullock. Okay. Oh, yeah. Side. Have to. What a woman. Every movie, I've, every movie of hers, phenomenal, funny, successful. Like, Strong. I just want to pick her brain. Strong. Great looking. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's a first. That's a first for Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I like it. Sandra I like Bullock. it. I'm trying to think of someone, like, that's, you know, dead. That I genuinely... <laughs> No, I just no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, just but like I'm trying to think because it's kind of like mismatch. But I mean, maybe I don't have one. Maybe Betty White. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I like those that. are my three. Those Justin are my three. Bieber, Betty White, and Sandra. That's a fun dinner. <laughs> That's an interesting and dinner. I think, and I think that we would go to. There's this restaurant in New York called The Smith that my friend took me to. Giant steaks, like nice. the best meals, the best meals you can ever go to. Like decently expensive, but I honestly think I would just like to have wine and like shots with Sandra Bullock, Betty White, and just we were like just knocking down shots and eating like seeing all of them eat like a giant ass steak. Like I just feel like that'd be a good time. Yeah, what? Why do I just picture Betty White getting boozed up and flirting with Justin Bieber the whole time? <laughs> like, hey, I baby. Can, I, yeah, I, I see like, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a fun that table. A that would be a that very would fun be very table. Fun. <laughs> that, that's just where my brain went, you guys. And I honestly, I see it. I really can see that group together. That's you know, I, that might have to be a clip. That's a good, good three. Yeah, I like definitely. that three. <laughs> All right, Hannah, our next one for you. This one might be. Some fun, you might have some fun with it. Me and Nate are gonna listen to you here tell us two truths and one lie about yourself, and we're gonna have to guess them. So g- give us your best shot. Okay. Um, okay. I've seen Tom Brady in his underwear. <laughs> Okay, I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe that. I too. have I have two brothers that I've one 
never met or just met in the last like three years and never knew about until then. And I think the other one would be mm, my boss is in the mafia. I think she just kind of told us her lie. Italian mafia. I don't know. The Yankees I, in the mafia. I could see it. The mob? Mob boss? Yeah, mob boss. Hmm. Some Godfather works for the Yankees. Works, works for the Yankees, you know, like nice little Italian guy. I was about to say, cool. Italian like, mob? Rings all over his fingers? Well, I'm going to go with that as my lie. But I could definitely see it. Um, I don't know, but she got kind of specific with that second one. And, you know, they always say that people get real specific when they lie. Yeah, I'm going to have to say the second one. I'm calling the, the, the long-lost brother. And she so went... Got y'all's answers? Yes. Yeah, my lie is that my boss is in the mafia, for sure. Or yeah. is it? Or is it? Or is I feel like, yeah, we should have... I feel like we thought about it way too much because... Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to broadcast that her boss is on... Like in the mafia <laughs> on on a podcast that can, anybody in the world can listen to. <laughs> it's a hard it's a hard question. I'm like, what can I possibly like come up with like a like a lie that doesn't sound like an obvious lie? But I was like, yeah, no, I on like the brother thing. Um, I met. I didn't like find out my dad's not in my life. Like I don't care about that. But it's like he also has other children. Um, and yeah, I met my half brother in like 2018. Like we found each other online, like through his mom. I flew up to California and like met him once. And then I have another brother named Tyler that like neither of us have ever met. That's crazy. And lives in Arizona. I know what he looks like. He's not like skinny, tall, like Asian guy. Swear. <laughs> Swear. His mom is like, his mom's like full, like, like Korean stuff, like, like Asian, like, I don't know, like not even to be specific if that takes offense to anybody, but yeah, I've met one of them once and the other one I've literally never met, know nothing about except his name. And like, I've seen him. That's but, crazy. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm adopted. And I have seen Tom Brady in his underwear. I kind of figured. Did you I, take a picture? See, <laughs> honestly, when I saw it, I was honestly just shook because like we could go in the locker rooms like after press conferences and stuff with the media and like he's just sitting there in his chair in front of his locker and his literally his, just his underwear. About and, retirement. I'm just like, and I'm like, okay. And like all the O linemen are like walking around with a towel hanging in front of them. I'm like, oh my God, like what am I like what am I doing? So hey boys. yeah. <laughs> I'll be here next week. Hey boys. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Those are my truths. Those are my truths. I love it. I love it. That's a that's a good story to tell you. Yeah. Hey, I saw Tom and his, you know, tidy waddies. <laughs> <laughs> um well I think that brings us to our next question. Um if you were to die tomorrow, what would you mm -hmm. want to your legacy to be left behind? What do you want people to remember you as? Um, I think it'll kind of go along with like stuff I said in the beginning. It's just like that I just took the chances, like that I was like I was pretty like I was pretty resilient. Um, had a lot of people like even family just kind of questioning like why I want to do stuff that like I'm not sure about and I need to think about saving money and like. No, why are you going to spend money to go on a plane ticket to New York? You don't even know if you're going to get the job. And it's like, why not? Like, yeah, why not? But yeah, and I think that now it's like, look, I took those opportunities. Like, you guys can never say ever again that I didn't work my ass off 
to to get what I wanted to like get what I wanted mm-hmm. and like it's paying off so it's like that's definitely what I think I'll carry with myself and like what I would want people to know is like I'm always going to tell people that story is like literally just do it and like that I took the chances and I didn't give up and like shit got real hard but like just I think really you just really got to manifest it and just say tell yourself you're going to do it and yeah. like it's so cheap but it really is true when you're at the rock bottom and like everyone's been at some point rock bottom in their life like you're at rock bottom is when you realize some eye-opening shit like mm-hmm. you it's just like you realize what you need what you don't need and like you're like damn my life needs to change so it's kind of like that's where i was at yeah and it's also like i've i've heard people say um uh, when your back's against the wall it's like you're the most dangerous it's that, because that yeah and so whenever you know you're you're for instance like you said when you're at rock bottom you hit that point and you're like well i know i can't go further down or you know your back's against the wall and you know there's there's only one thing that has your back and it's the thing that you're pressed up against. So the only way you can, you know, keep pushing forward is keep throwing punches and like, you know, you just keep pushing forward. And that's when people get very scary because you push them to the point and they're at that very point and they're like, you know what, watch this. Like, cause I'm coming. And then I've seen it. It, it happens. It happens a lot. lot It happens to a lot of successful people. Yeah. And a lot of people that you don't know about too that have been successful. Hell, we yeah. don't know about. <laughs> so speaking about, and, I, and I, I definitely didn't think I was gonna get out of that place too. And like, I think you guys are like, you know, when you share people's stories on here, that's kind of good for people to see that. It's because like, I've seen like other people's success stories and stuff like on LinkedIn or like TikTok, and it's like all kind of make, yeah, and it makes you realize though. So it's like good that you guys do this. So like, props to you guys. But it's also like shit's gonna it's shit sucked for a long time like for a while like I was miserable after graduation and stuff and like for a while and like I was so high on life in my own apartment and getting a job but then it was like it's not what I wanted it's like I didn't think I was gonna get out of it like ever like I was I was sad for a long time and it's like I just feel like you I just feel like people need change and like you gotta force it you gotta force it and like you're not going to get out of it unless you change, change stuff about yourself, like physically, like move, like get your ass and just push yourself out of your comfort zone. Like move to another state. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Just like, go for it. Yeah. Do it. Like, you're not going to know anybody there, but like, I don't know. I just feel like you literally need like a huge life change. Like something needs to happen to you to make you want to like make changes like this. And if not, then like everyone, everyone That's has their own out. different, everyone has their own path. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Be remembered as the person that took risk. Oh, that's pretty good. That's tough. that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. I do like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got deep for a second. Rule one. Yeah, deep. Uh, we love. We no, love. We do. We, we encourage. We encourage it. it. We, we encourage get it. it on. Actually, almost every episode it hits at least one point in each episode. Well, we get deep we for a second. That, yeah, we like, tug on the hard strings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that? Is that something deep? Let's dig in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Uh, it, it's literally every episode like it's it was at some point it's like ooh, 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 keep, keep on going you know we're gonna be quiet just keep on talking <laughs> might inspire somebody here <laughs> y'all gotta make y'all gotta make someone cry on here first that's what you gotta do <laughs>
Brian's already yeah. cried. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. <laughs> I got Brian to cry one time on here. Yeah. It was great. It was a mo- yeah. fantastic moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here sobbing up, and I'm like in the back of my mind, hey, I got him. <laughs> I'm going to get you back one day. You ain't getting me. Oh, it'll happen. I'm it'll emotionless. Happen. <laughs> Hannah, we got one last question for you. You know you're really busy, and we know the Yankees make you work long hours. You got to be up early in the morning. But. This is kind of a fun one. Me and Nate were talking about it earlier. It's kind of really, you can go either way. Would you rather work your butt off for a year? We're talking about, you know, nose to the grindstone, seven days a week. Like some blue collar stuff, sweat your butt off. hard labor. 12, 13 hour days. For a million dollars cash. Or would you rather, you know, sit around, do nothing on your butt and get paid $250,000 cash? But the catch is... Is after the end of the year, you go back to your job, your normal job, your normal salary, whatever you're doing now. I definitely would work my ass off at a blue collar like job, like blood, sweat, tears yeah. for, for a million bucks. Like million bucks, I'm I'm set for a while. Like that that year's gonna feel like that year's gonna suck, but it's gonna feel like I'm on top of the world when I have a million bucks in my bank account. But when I got two fifty, I got two fifty. That's like that's like a house. Like I can, I can run through that shit in two seconds. So, like- yeah. so I was talking to, I was talking to my roommate about it. And whenever I was, I was coming up with the outline and I was talking to him about it and he was like, yeah, he was like, I agree. You know, million dollars. That's what I would do. That, personally, that's what I do. Same. But Same. the $250,000 you got to think is if you just continue to live the normal life you're living, you mm-hmm. could do that for three years. Four years, just on the money that you had and not had to yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. I don't necessarily, I'm, I know what I'm picking, but if yeah. you didn't have to work for three years and kind of mm-hmm. just you, lived your normal yeah. life, I mean. You can you can take the 250, invest it, and triple that shit. Like, people, it just <laughs> yeah. depends how you go about it. I love the energy. I do, too. Take that 250 and go make some bread. I like, I love it. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Throw, throw it on a Braves game, Nathan. Throw it oh. on a Braves game. Red, black. Yes. Or red, red yes. 10 or whatever it is. <laughs> 20, or what was our thing? Uh, black, 20 black. Yeah, 20 black. 20 black was our. 20, 20, number 20 always. Always when you're playing, when you're playing roulette. 20. Brian, Brian and I said a joke and we, we have an inside joke where we basically were like, all right, if we ever say black 20. We're going to the casino. We're taking all the rule one money and we're throwing it on black 20 and, and, and see what happens <laughs> and betting ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, go, you, yeah, you do this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hannah, you know, uh, we've had a blast tonight. Um, you know, I'm, I've learned a lot in terms Same. of the sports uh, marketing slash media. Um, Relations. Realm. Yeah, yeah. Relations. And, uh, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, we, Basically, cool thing that we do on every episode is we follow back um, our guests on Instagram. Um, and so if you wouldn't mind shouting out your socials, so if anybody has any questions about your path, maybe they can send you a DM or get in contact with you. Yeah, I mean, my socials are all like X, like the letter X, Hannah Perez, like super simple, TikTok, Hannah Perez. Those are like the main things I go on all the time. But yeah, pretty simple and like, connections are everything so people should always reach out to people exactly like that like you will not get opportunities as much as you think without talking to people that you've never met before so and if you can't find hannah you know by searching at, or yeah x hannah prez 
you can follow her through our follow list. We'll be following her from our socials. Um, you can follow us at Rule One Podcast. That is Rule, the number one podcast. We really appreciate the follows. You know, our TikTok's growing daily, man. We're getting new followers every day. It's awesome. And guys, don't forget, keep hitting that follows and like, subscribe button on YouTube and Spotify. It really helps push our shows and the algorithms for more people out there to hear stories like Hannah's and like our former guest. It's, you know, it helps us out and it helps the world out. Get the more, more messages out there. And we'll see y'all next <laughs> All right, week. guys. Thank you, Hannah.